afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts from the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, been Tad the Side. And Tad, we're finally almost there. Like, I mean, it's 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 sort of like a mix of emotions for me because it's like, you know, I'm super excited the game is coming, but it's like I'm also super nervous because, like, based on recent history, the Niners have not been good at the Super Bowl. So it's just like, I don't know what to sort of expect once we actually get to game day, but just the fact that they're playing for one – like, that's got me excited for sure, too. But just, like, we're finally almost here for Super Bowl 58. And, I mean, just, like I said, I'm I kind of all over the place. But I'm pretty sure you have more of a neutral state of emotion. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm surprised you don't have a box of donuts next to you. And you're not saying, don't! Because <laughs> you are being such a homer right now. Yeah. My God, man. Just hope that your quarterback doesn't, you know, overthrow your receiver by what, like three yards? It was close to like five, I want to say. Oh man, was it that bad? You know, I I've seen the highlights, but then it makes me upset. So that are I you wait, wait, by by I've seen the highlights. Have you watched them recently? Like, because they're they're showing the game constantly on NFL Network because it's like that's mm. the oh it's the rematch and then we gotta reshow the game and then they show the mic'd up version of the game and then it's like all the stuff so it's like I've seen it but then it's like like I said since I know what the ending is it makes me upset so I was like why am I watching this did I change the channel? that's fair like don't torture yourself man it's okay it's okay you, number ten's gone uh, he can't hurt you anymore it's okay yeah. That's no, true. It's true. But, but no, I mean, I will say this is it's going to be a good matchup. And, and, you know, all my students have been coming up to me all week, all week. It's actually funny. And you will like this is they've been saying, like, who do you think is going to win? Now, I'm sorry, man. Here's what I've been telling everyone is I want San Francisco to win. I am cheering for the 49ers. However, I do think it's going to be a Kansas City win. And you know what? I'm not even joking. Every single student said to me. Boo. Like they start <laughs> booing me in my face. Wow. Well, that's surprising. Cowboys fans are doing that's surprising. that. Exactly. But that's, that's hey, when you know people are sick of the Chiefs. But we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll sort of close out our episode with sort of our predictions, how we think the game is going to go. But I mean, that's sort of giving you a preview of what's to come in today's episode. We're giving you our Super Bowl 58 preview episode here. We're going to get into some game bets. We're going to get into some fun prop bets as well. Tad's got you covered with some of those. Um, and then, of course, like I said, we're going to close out the episode with our sort of just, you know, how we think the game's going to go, who's going to win, score prediction, all of that. So we got that covered for you here. But, guys, before we get into all that content, we want to give a shout-out to our great sponsors at Underdog Fantasy. I mean, they just continue to be wonderful sponsors of ours. And, I mean, you can sort of get into the action with the betting action. All of our game bets are going to be coming from the Underdog platform. Um, this is as of recording, recording on Thursday night. So, yeah, please check to make sure where these prop bets change over the course of the week. But maybe they'll stay the same. But just, guys... It's a great platform to use. You make anywhere between two to five different prop bets. You can pick for the Super Bowl. You can mix and match. You go with the Super Bowl. You go with the NBA. You go with, like, you know, MMA. You can sort of mix across a lot of different sports. But you pick anywhere between two and five. The more picks you make, the more money you can win. And, I mean, it's something as simple as just, like, you know, Debo Samuel over under 12 and a half rushing yards. I think that was one of the prop bets that I saw. Then it was like, Ooh. you know, especially for the Super Bowl, they go a little bit in depth with this game. So it's like they got they got prop bets for like, okay, um, 
Patrick Mahomes, uh, 150 passing yards in the first half over under. So it's like they're going by the halves. They're also going by the quarter. I saw, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Is he going to score a touchdown in the first quarter? So you got yes. the over under there. And then you also got more multipliers for how, like, possibly, you know, risky the pick is. So, yeah, that Christian McCaffrey one, I think you got it three times multiplier. So whatever you bet, if you hit on all your picks, whatever you get, <laughs> you times that by three. And you'll win that amount of money. So, I mean, yeah. Excuse me if you hear some typing in the background. (laughs) So, you got some fun mixed into there there as well. But, yeah, it's a fun way to sort of get into betting action right before Super Bowl weekend. And, guys, we want to give you our great promo code to really get you into the action, to really double up on your money. So, use our promo code DESAI, D-E-S-A-I, to double up on your initial deposit. So, it's only the first one, unfortunately. But your initial deposit of $10 or more up to $500. Underdog Fantasy will match that dollar for dollar up to $500, like I said. And so, yeah, hypothetically, if you wanted to put in $500 on your first deposit, they will match that all $500, and you can bet with $1,000 on their fantasy platform and betting platform as well. So it's a great sort of, you know, way to sort of get into the action, like I said, right before Super Bowl weekend. So, guys, use that promo code, DESAI, D-E-S-A-I, to get in on the action on Underdog's fantasy platform. And I will say this, and I say this every episode, is they are the most better friendly site I've ever seen in my life. And I'll give you an example. Is we, That Chris McCaffrey one is a great example of that. And I honestly thought you were going to bring this up. There is what me and my friends call the chili pepper bet. And yes. so if those you look – that I was talking about, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So those multipliers, they are crazy better friendly where it's like, yeah, it's something, you know, Chris McCaffrey over five yards total. Total, not even just like in a quarter, just total, something like that. I remember it was, uh, what was it, during the AFC Championship, it was Lamar Jackson, over half a yard rushing. Yeah. It was just like, my God. And they really don't lower your odds all that much if you decide to parlay it. And so they're basically giving you a freebie. Like they're Mm -hmm. just literally handing you one. So it's just, it's crazy. And I know I say this every episode, but like, they, I, I don't know another betting site that does this. Even, and I swear by this. Even if they stop being our sponsors, I will still bet on Underdog Fantasy because they are so simple. It is so easy to use, and they are so better friendly that it's just like you know what. You don't like us anymore, but God damn it, do I love you. I will show up to you like that creepy guy in that Christmas movie with all the signs of like, come back to me, baby. What's that movie? Oh, Love Actually? Is that Love Actually? Thank you. I I blanked on it. The guy from Walking Dead. Yeah, no, I understand what you're talking about, especially when you're like the creepy guy. I will will do. No, no, I did not say. I said with the signs, not from signs. The creepy guy from signs is Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, that's fair too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a great. Underdog Fantasy. Great platform. 100%. So, yeah, it's a great website. It's a great application as well on Android as well as Apple devices. I mean, just a really great way to get into some betting action. Like, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but it's really just a fun way to sort of get into the betting action right before Super Bowl weekend. And with that, I think, Tad, that's a perfect transition here to get into some of our favorite betting picks here for the game itself specifically. So we'll get to some of the fun bets. We'll sort of get to that a little bit later here, Tad. I know you got us covered there, but I came together here with some game bets here, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as far as what you think about all these. So let's start with one of them. I'm going to go with Fred Warner over eight tackles and assists. That just means combined tackles. So 
honestly, I mean, the Niners defense has sort of been coming under fire lately, which is how lackluster they've been doing as far as performance. Steve Wilkes has sort of been getting questioned as far as like, is he really the guy? Like we just went from, you know, Robert Sala, the great defensive coordinator to D'Amico Ryan's a great defensive coordinator. Then Steve Wilkes is like a little bit up and down. Hasn't been the same level of like confidence with this guy compared to the previous two. Um, so yeah, through the postseason, yes, they come away with two wins, but they've also had to come from behind and they've been a little bit more hundred percent stressful. <laughs> That's no question at all. So definitely heading into Super Bowl week. That was one of the biggest storylines, but I think for sure, once you get to the big game, you got to lead by example. And I hundred percent think Fred Warner is going to do that in the two playoff games that the 49ers have played this season. Uh, he has totaled 20 combined tackles. 15 solo tackles and five assists. So, I mean, that, Ted, that's simple math for you. That averages out to 10 combined tackles in both games. <laughs> Carry the one. Divide by two. I'm I'm at 11. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not that easy for you. Uh, you but divide overall... by three? Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> they didn't play it three games. They had the bye week, so that's maybe where you're Damn it! There. But just overall, it's just they've been playing a lot better, and obviously we've talked about it so many times before, but Fred Warder is the leader of that defense. He is the quarterback of that defense. As he goes, the rest of the defense will go. So 100%, if he is giving his full effort, this defense should probably be in a better spot overall. So yeah, I think he's definitely going to lead those efforts. He's been playing really strong these last uh, two postseason games. And so yeah, heading into the Super Bowl, I think he's probably going to be the guy to lead, sort of lead by example and i think eight tackles or assists i think he'd get into the double digits easily i like this bet a lot because you think about you know the weakness of the chiefs offense this year it's been they have no outside threat that's what's been limiting their offenses you know patrick mahomes really hasn't been gunning it deep and whenever he does it and does it usually ends up being you know an interception or or an incomplete pass. So, you know, what does that also mean? Is that they're going to be attacking the middle of the field a lot this game? I, I think this is, I, you know, I think you, people look at this game and see these two offenses that are expecting these fireworks. I'm actually expecting kind of a, like, kind of ground and pound type of game from this. Is I'm, I, I don't, I think there will be plenty of scoring, but I don't think it will be in the style that people think. And I think that Fred Warner is going to be a very, very busy man on Sunday. So I actually like that. Again, with them being so better friendly, is like this is a great bet to kind of, you know, pair along with that chili pepper odd, whatever it ends up being at, you know, on Saturday or Sunday, whenever you place your bet. Because, yes, I think Fred Warner, especially as a uh, he's a, and I'm going to use a men, you know, uh, cliche here. He is a field general. Is like he is all over the place, and uh, I think he ever since Luke Keekley retired, Fred Warner is probably the most athletic uh, linebacker in the league for years now. I'd agree with that. I agree with that, and I actually like the fact that you brought the fact that it could be a more grounded pound type of game. Kansas City's been really, like you said, without that sort of outside threat, without Tyreek Hill, and they sort of been relying on Travis Kelsey or the emergence of Rasheed Rice, but it's like they've been leading more of the run game. So, yes, uh, especially even if they don't attack the middle of the field, like you're saying, they're still going to run the ball quite mm -hmm. a bit, and Fred Warner is equally good in pass coverage as he is in run coverage as well. So, yeah, I expect him to come in to make some big run-stopping tackles as well. And don't forget that actually, and I said this after the Super Bowl, that was that, by the way, uh, that um, – Patrick Mahomes should not have been the MVP last year. Who should have been the MVP? Nick Bolton. 
who was a middle linebacker all over the place, returned the fumble recovery. Uh, I forgot who fumbled it. Was it Jalen Hurts that fumbled that? It was Jalen Hurts, yeah. Okay, I was taking a picture with my family, and I heard everyone going nuts. I'm like, what's going on? I like turned around, and yeah, my dad and sister were not happy with me. But uh, bottom line being is, yeah, Nick Bolton had the touchdown in the game, and he was all over the place, almost single-handedly shut down that offense, or at least limited them. At worst. And I think Fred Warner has a big time potential to do the same. Now, Amir, I have an interesting question for you because, and maybe this is an ass nine question because I'm not entirely sure how old he is, but we saw, by the way, shout out Patrick Willis, your boy guy at Hall of Fame induction. Good well for him. Well deserved. 100% well deserved. I'm shocked. I'm shocked with early retirement, but I'm happy. I'm shocked, but happy. Uh, yeah. So before people start yelling at us, I'm like, he deserved being, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, does he pull a Patrick Willis if you guys win this game? And does he retire early? Because I, if I'm not mistaken, he's like 30, 31. The big thing with Patrick Willis, and we won't stick on this topic too long. We got injuries. more bets to get to, obviously. But that was the big thing with Patrick Willis. He was dealing with foot injuries that was sort of preventing him from playing at that high level that he once was at. So he was still really good. But I think just unfortunately, he was like, I'm not performing at my best. It's better that I retire. Whereas Fred Warder has relatively mid, you know, knock on wood, he's been healthy pretty much all his career. And so, yeah, I don't think it's going to be an injury concern. It's just going to be a longevity thing for him. He's still playing at a very high level this late in his career, too. Like, I mean, like you said, I think he's in his early 30s, if I remember correctly. So I think he's still got a lot of good years ahead of him to lead this defense and still be a continued force on that defense for sure. So he's still got a lot of years left, I think. We'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like you would have said, like, no, 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 I think Patrick Will is going to come back big time, and he's going to be fine. He is, I take back that take, he's 27. How is he 27? He's been in the wow. league 10 years. He's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, so that's a mistake on my part, too. But, yeah, that clearly shows that he's still got a lot left in the tank then, Jesus, for sure. You guys are going to be so good for so long. I hate you. All right, let's get to a team I'm that a, a lot I'm of I'm sorry, people... real quick. I'm obsessing over whether my team keeps Zaire Franklin. And meanwhile, your all-star middle linebacker is 27 years old. Go fuck yourself. And I think Drake Greenlaw, who's his running bait, is I think is only 25 or maybe even 24. But like, yeah, so we got a young tandem for sure again there. But let's get to you're, a team. You're sort of talking about how you hate my team. But let's get to a uh, team here that a lot of people are sort of, you know, rooting against this weekend. I'm That's so the Kansas sick of City Chiefs. I am so sick a lot of them. people. Let are me not just say this. Let me just say this. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I had to do this. Is notice how Patrick Mahomes, who is being a whiny little so-and-so. I'm trying to get better about my language. A lot more of my students watch this podcast than I thought. And they're like, you curse a lot. I'm like, oh, that's not good. You do. You do. I Shut the fuck up. Anyway, point being. <laughs> notice how. Shut up. He bitches and moans for a week after he loses one game. One regular season game against the Bills. And now, all of a sudden, the refs are throwing every call the Chiefs way. And all of a sudden, what is it? Oh, no. This is great. That was a great team win. Blah, 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 blah. Now, I am so sick of Patrick Mahomes at this point. He absolutely, absolutely turned me against this entire Chiefs team. And I'm from Missouri, man. My mom is going to the Super Bowl, which, by the way, I'm very jealous of. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. This is her second Super Bowl in four years. That's impressive. It is very impressive. We have some hookups, but you know, still pretty good. My and here's the funny thing: it was gonna be my dad, but after the Lions' loss, he turned it down. Uh, <laughs> true story. Understandable. Understandable. 
but I am so sick of the Chiefs at this point of playing because this is exactly what the Patriots did. This is what every dynasty turns into of how did we not get the call? The one time you don't get the call. And then every other time also, oh no, the refs were great. It's just get out of here. I'm done with Kansas City. Done with them. Get out. So a lot of people are feeling that same way, especially with the whole Taylor Swift thing being mixed into things that as well. So it's just like, fault. yeah, whatever it is, but just like, yeah, unfortunately, a lot, lot of people are rooting against the Chiefs this weekend. So, but let's talk about the Chiefs and specifically one of their players, another guy sort of garnering a lot of the media attention, especially because of that whole, whole Taylor Swift thing. And that's Travis Kelsey. So no, I'm going to go with the prop no. bet here. Travis Kelsey over 74 and a half receiving yards. In the biggest game, we were talking about this with Fred Border. In the biggest game, you need your biggest stars to shine brightly, and that's exactly what's going to happen here with Travis Kelsey. I mean, in three career games for the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes under center. So uh, he started in one game in 2014. That was before Patrick Mahomes was the starter. Didn't play all that great that game. But since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter in three games against the San Francisco 49ers, which includes the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey is averaging 85 receiving yards. So, I mean, clearly the, he has a way of sort of finding a, a way to get open against this Niners defense. Yes, you can sort of argue that it's like it sort of changed over the years. It's not the same defense every single year, but it's been the same coach. So, I mean, it's sort of the same principles, even like I know we sort of talked about different defensive coordinators as well. But it's like I think some of those things elements sort of stay the same over the course of all those years. But still, so Travis Kelsey finds a way. This includes the Super Bowl 54. I mean, just like I mean, he looked really good in that game. I know Tyreek Hill was in that game. So he got a lot of those receiving yards in that game. But Travis Kelsey was still a good force in that game as well. Um, I just expect him to be a big game, a big factor in this game, because like we sort of talked about earlier, where it's just like this. No real presence outside of Rasheed Rice in that receiving game where you're sort of like, okay, this is a guy I need to watch out for. Whereas before, it was like Sammy Watkins was sort of doing things every so often. Tyreek Hill obviously was doing pretty well. Travis Kelsey was really good. So, I mean, it's just like there. There's a lot of guys that you sort of need to worry about. Um and in this case, David Williams coming out of the backfield. He should have been the MVP of that game. Like, I mean, he I should have. I was no, upset that, that they a, won, but fair, it's like yeah, David Williams is clearly the yeah, best performer. It, honestly, in that the game. fact that like Patrick Mahomes comes in at number three of like who should have been like, yeah, Damian Williams. I actually forgot about him. I'll be yep. totally honest. Damian Williams, Nick Bolton, maybe Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I think in this case, I mean, Travis Kelsey has just looked good all postseason for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. He's averaging a little over 87 receiving yards in the three playoff games that they've played this season. So I think easily he's being one of the more featured weapons in this passing offense because he's a guy that Mahomes can trust in crucial and critical situations. And so 100%, I think the 74 and a half, he should easily beat that here on the Super Bowl. Oh, you say easily, really? I think so. I think so. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me let me start off my uh my response with this, and I'm gonna put you on the spot here. You ready? And okay. I'll, I'll I'll you know filibuster while you think is while I filibuster you think of your top three current NFL coaches. Okay. Coaches. Okay. Coaches. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's why I'm saying that, right? Is because while you're shouting out all these Travis Kelsey stats of, oh, he's averaging this per game and he's doing this per game. I agree with you. He is still probably the best tight end in today's game. However, I think if you actually break it down and trust me, I know this from our fantasy days, you know, just a couple months ago, they God, we are done with that. Uh, not that I don't love fantasy, but whoo, man, that, that the dog days are rough. Uh, is he was largely inconsistent 
with those numbers. He'd blow up for one giant game and they go about four or five games being your average tight end with about five or six fantasy points, which usually translates to, you know, like three, four catches for a solid amount of yards. And so I think that, you know, he is definitely on the decline, which I'm not saying that's obviously it's a bad thing, but I'm not saying it's, you know, any indictment on him. He is in his mid thirties. That one I know for sure. He, I'm not pulling Fred Warner here. He is in his mid thirties. He's older than Rob Gronkowski, if I'm not wrong. Um, and so obviously you're going to start declining, especially the way he plays, but at the same time, he's not himself. And, and so before you give your list, one last thing I want to say, this is why I hate daily. This is why we don't do the podcast daily because like to produce sports content that often, you're going to say something really stupid. And I don't know if you saw this, but Skip Bayless on whatever stupid first take ripoff show on Fox Sports uh, said that Mike McDaniel McDonald, what's his name? Talking about the Dolphins head coach, right? No, 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 no. The, not, not Mike McDaniels. I know him. Uh, I'm just making sure you the, mixed the, up a lot of names, that's all right? Fair. So no, that is fair. That is well earned. Fair enough. Touche. Well played. The guy the Seahawks just hired. Mike McDonald, yes. Mike McDonald. Okay, it's the MAC that always is. It's like McDonald. I don't fucking know. But uh, like two days before he got hired by the Seahawks, Skip Bayless called for his firing, <laughs> which was amazing. Yeah. Like, that is just like yeah. stupid sports talk at like just chef's kiss, which is like, what are we doing here? We're just being stupid. Uh, because Travis Kelsey had 11 targets for. 11 receptions against the That's Baltimore true. Ravens. That's true. Admittedly a bad job. Yes. Um, Skip was right there. Oh God there. Oh, that hurt my soul to say, but point being is this is why I'm asking for your top three. I think if you ask for my top three, Kyle Shanahan would be number one. This guy knows how to adapt wow. to a situation. He knows how to look back at previous opponents, weaknesses against his, you know, now opponent, and adapt to it. And I think he's, he sees that. He's like, okay, if we shut this guy down, if we shut Travis Kelsey down, Mahomes is screwed. And, you know, I, I honestly think, going back to the guy we talked about before with Fred Warner, he has the weapons on the defensive side of the ball to and not shut him down. Travis Kelsey's going to have a good game. Is he going to get to that point, though? What is it, 74 yards? 74 and a half. I'm calling 65. He's going to get close, but I'm not calling, I'm not calling the over. I think All that right, Shannon right. knows that is the key to the Chiefs' success, and I think he's going to do his best to shut him down. And that just shows how good Kelsey is. 65 yards is shutting him down. That's fair. That's fair. All right, um, so top three, go. Andy Reid. Oh, Benedict Arnold over here. The guy has done it. I mean, he's going to his fourth Super Bowl in five years. Like, I, mean, if that's he, I was about to say, if he wins this year, just real quick, yes or no, if he wins this year, is he in the Belichick conversation? Easily. Oh, easily. I think so. I think so. Okay. That's a good offseason conversation right there. But yeah. So Andy Reid. Then I'd probably go Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Then I'd probably say Sean McVay. But Sean McVay is like a close one at two and three. Like I can interchange those for sure. Because Sean McVay is sort of like, especially the way they coached this year. I was just like about to say. It's, had, so it's like Sean McVay like skyrocketed like this. Yeah. And then like over the past couple of years, we're like, wow, is he good? Was that fraud thing? And then like coming in this year, we're like, is McVay for real? And then all of a sudden, like, we're like, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. So I think that would be my top three. I mean, I 
definitely an offseason topic, but it's like I think Mike Tomlin is good, but he's not great. I think there's a lot of things we can discuss there. Postseason, postseason issues. That's the hundred percent the big thing there. John Harbaugh has been very consistent as mm-hmm. well in Baltimore, but I think just there's a few times he's had some down years as well. But just yeah, I think that would be my top three. It's like Andy Reid for sure. Kyle Shannon, I think right now is number two. And then yeah, Sean McVay is like a close three. But honestly, I can argue Sean McVay at two and Kyle Shanahan at three too. So but yeah, that's that's topic for another day there. Kyle sure. Shanahan, Andy Reid, Shane Steichen. <laughs> Hey, honestly, he did a pretty good job. I'm not gonna lie. He had the Colts hey, in hey, it the hey. entire season. If you if you make Anthony Richardson look good, you're you're an A plus in my book. I think the biggest thing, make Gardner Mitchell a Pro Bowl quarterback. I think that's saying something. Oh, he was so sure. bad in the Pro Bowl. He was so bad in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's flag well, football, man. How do you not hit those I throws? Know. I know. All right. So, Tad, let me get into my last game bet here, and then you can sort of take it over with some of the fun prop bets here. Uh, let's jump back to the Niners. we got the Niners, then we got the Chiefs. Let's finish it off with the Niners here. Brock Purdy under 14 passing first downs. Now, you look at in his 18 uh, games this season. That's a regular season. He got 16. They played that last game of the regular season. Then he's got the two postseason games. Purdy has thrown for 14 or more passing first downs a total of four times. Oh. 18 games, he's only done it four times. And, I mean, it's like you look at the fact that they run this offense through Christian McCaffrey. And, yes, I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy. He's been sensational this entire season. There's a lot of times that his play has led to us winning more than, you know, Christian McCaffrey doing his Christian McCaffrey-esque type things. But I think you could also attribute the fact that it's like they like to lead on the ground game. That's definitely a Kyle Shanahan staple of his offense. And when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey, you definitely want to leverage him the most that you can. So I think even though you got great weapons in Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, it's like, you're leaning on that running game to get you all those first downs, especially on like third and one, third and two. You're not passing out those situations. You give it to Christian McCaffrey and he's going to get you those first downs. Or we've seen it lately too, especially in the postseason. He's been sneaking it, going for those quarterback sneaks and those runs as well. So it's like he's not passing for those first downs then. He's getting the first down short, but he's getting it through the ground as opposed to through the air. So was that? I said, I just said interesting. Like I just, yeah. I would not, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, no, I think that's the big thing. And then also with the Super Bowl, it's like this is where you empty the playbook. And it's like we've seen this before in the postseason where it's just like Debo Samuel definitely is looking to sort of, you know, do everything that he can. He ran a lot the first time they were in the Super Bowl in his rookie year. I expect him to be used as a runner a lot in this game as well to compliment Christian McCaffrey. So I think he's going to run for some first downs in those sort of short yard situations as well. And also you have to look at the fact that Kansas City has given up an average of 113 rushing yards per game through the postseason so far. Through the air, though, the flip side here, only 209 passing yards per game. So you have to look at the fact that it's like you add Christian McCaffrey to the offense. You have a bad uh, rushing defense for the Kansas City defense. Well, not bad, but just like middle of the road there. I think the gameplay at 100% for Kyle Shannon is like lead on Christian McCaffrey. And every so often you take those shots of Brock Purdy to sort of break up that sort of monotony of just running the ball all the time. So I think in this case, since you're not going to be passing it a ton. You're not going to meet that number. So yeah, Brock Purdy under 14 passing first downs. I don't like this. Not the bet. It's nothing against okay. no, 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 no. It's nothing against the bet. Sure. Okay. It is the fact that you are now playing my role and I am now playing your role where you're spitting all these stats at me and I'm like, yeah, I gotta take your word for it, man. <laughs> I don't know. But I will say if and I, of course they are, but 
it's funny because this is exactly like fantasy football, right? Like a lot of our viewers and listeners go in being like, I have this gut feeling this way. And like, if I saw that bet on underdog, when I am inevitably going to place my bets tomorrow of, yeah. uh, and there's a reason I was waiting for this. So thank you for that. Um, perfect. That is a bet that I would look at and be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know That's enough fair. about it. So I'm staying away from it. Now I know why I'm staying away from it. Like, and it's one of those bets where you're just like, okay, fine. But yeah, those that, that all that information you just threw at me is crazy. What did you say? Four first down passes or what was the set? He's only had four games in 18 games, games of the season, okay. the 16 regular, the That's two crazy. full season where he's thrown for over 14 or more passing first downs. That's insane. That's insane. And look, I'm not nothing against Lamar Jackson. Like that was a very well earned MVP. Uh, did Demar Hamlin win Comeback Player of the Year? By the way, because all I saw he was did not. He did not. <gasps> Who got it? Baker? No, not Baker either. Flacco? It was Joe. Flacco, Flacco. Flacco. Let's go. <laughs> That's funny. He even said I should win it, and he still got it. That's great. <laughs> um, point being, though, back to the MVP race is um, look, I, Lamar Jackson's great, but I honestly think it should have been Chris McCaffrey because people forget too. Uh, MVP has just turned into who's the best quarterback. Christian McCaffrey, without him, that 49ers offense would be 100% completely different. It, it Exactly like what you said. It runs through him. If that was, will Christian McCaffrey get 14 first downs? And I know that seems ridiculous. Will running back get 14 first downs? Honestly, God, I, I, I might take that. <laughs> and that shows you how often they use him. So, no, I like this as, a, as kind of a bet to stay away from just because I could see, you know, if the Niners somehow fall behind early. Uh, you know, them like passing a lot to try to get back in it. But I just think Shanahan's smarter than that. He's, he's more even keeled than that. He knows, okay, even if we're down 20 in the first half, a balanced offense is going to get us back in this. So, you know, I, I, all, all those stats you throw at me in a very rapid pace, by the way, slow down with those numbers, man. My God, I'm not rain man over here. Um, yeah, good call. I'll close it out with this because you sort of threw a punch of like, you know, this is a bet that you want to stay away from, especially if they fall behind early against Detroit. They were down by what? 14, 20 or whatever it was. 24, 7. So 17 points. Yeah. So they were down by 17 points or whatever, but it looked pretty bad. And so they kind of had to climb back their way, you know, possibly passing their way as well. Brock Purdy only had 12 passing first downs in that game. And one of them was a very lucky bounce off that safety. That is true. That is true. But just especially in a game, like I said, just your counterpunch to the fact that it's like if they fall behind early, they may have to lead up Brock Purdy in the passing game. No, that's just what I'm saying. No, and he still only ended up with 12. You misunderstood me. That actually proves what I was saying is that okay. they're not going to pass it a lot. That, you know, Kyle Shannon is enough of like an even headed, even headed coach that he's like, no, no he's not going to do the typical thing where it's like, fuck, we got to throw. 40 times a game and they're not going to pull a, um, uh, fuck. I'm blanking on who the Ravens played because they played such a bad game. Um, or actually that's exactly what I was thinking of was the Ravens. They're not going to pull a Ravens and be like, we have a running quarterback. We're down. We got to throw it. They're not going to do that. Chance smarter than that. He's going to, you know, have the balance. Off. That's what I was saying is that the balanced offense approach, even if you're down by a lot is how you get back in that game. And that's even saying that, okay, if they fall you know, down by a lot by the Chiefs, don't panic. And Shanahan is even killed enough not to panic. So, no, I actually 100% agree with what you're saying is because – and that was the smart thing they did was 
you know, not force. And that's kind of the knock on Purdy, but it's not really Purdy's fault that they don't lean on him. It's just not the way the offense works. I think even if Garoppolo was in there, or even if, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like who's a solid, even if like Joe Burrow was in there. I think that like even if Joe Burrow in a Shanahan offense wouldn't be asked to carry the load there. The Shanahan offense since goddamn 1995 has leaned on the running back. Like, I don't know why people enjoy, notice how no one was like, well, did Elway really do all that much? Even though that is a very legitimate conversation. That's fair. That's fair. So no, all right, we're, so we're both on the be, same page, buddy. So those are all of our game bets there, at least my game bets for sure. Um, but yeah, so Fred Warder over eight tackles or and assists, Travis Kelsey over 74 and a half receiving yards, and Brock Purdy under 14 passing first downs. All right. Let's get to the fun of the Super Bowl oh, here. Yeah. And that is just all the ridiculousness when it comes to betting. I mean, just you name it, you can sort of bet on it when it comes to this game. And so, yeah, Ted, you got us covered with sort of the prop bets. I mean, I know some of the bets that I listed out were prop bets too, but I think they're more, like I said, as the better said, they're more game-related bets. These are more not necessarily related to the games. <laughs> Ted, take it away. Let's see what you got here for some of your prop bets this year. My friend, I'm not wearing this for my Miami heat. Cause God knows they did not show up this month. I know it's a little hard to see. It's it is very show. hard to tell. Is, exactly. Now I see hard. the logo, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, exactly. if you're just yeah, asking me to see what it was yeah. before, it was like, we got, I, I, don't God, I gotta figure out the lighting <laughs> in the snow apartment. What <laughs> being, really I'm wearing a heat shirt. Anything written there until you actually like see held it, it up a little better. Then I see it. No, now I see it. Now I see it a little bit better, but like the whole episode up until now, I was like, that's just a plain dark gray shirt. Is this your way of saying I need to like work out the pack so it like sticks out some more? Um, look, it's not because I'm a fan of the Heat. Because I'm surely not after this month. I hate them. Scary Terry, get out of here. Anyway, that's a whole other episode that we will do. I doubt it. Shut up. <laughs> it's because I'm about to bring the Heat, baby. This is my specialty. I'm confident in three things. I'm a good teacher. I'm a good fantasy football analysis, analyst, whatever. Wow. I'm not a very good speaker. That's number three. I'm very <laughs> good number, <laughs> number three. <laughs> that should be higher than the other ones. They weren't ranked in order. Oh, wow. They were not ranked in order. Wow. <laughs> I'm not a good fantasy football analyst. I am a good fantasy football analyst. I'm not a good speaker. I lost count. You're not good at bad. There's another one. <laughs> that we already knew. That's five. Oh, God. Number six. Oh, jeez. God damn it. Do I know my Super Bowl prop odds? There we go. That's what we're trying to wait for the payoffs there. <laughs> Long walk for a short drink of water, but God damn it, man. We got I'll take there. it. It was a scenic view. I loved it. <laughs> that was a disaster. Okay. Oh, goodness. Point being. I'm really obsessed with these bets. I love them. Most of them are, when you actually do the research, most of them are fairly easy, actually. And I will say, true, true. I nailed the national anthem bet, and I bet the least popular option, which was there the over two minutes. And, oh, God, who was it? Whoever the hell it was. And it was funny. I had an Eagles fan. Like I said, I was at the game. I had an Eagles fan behind me who had the exact same bet as I did. I've never bonded with a fan of a team I hate so much more in my life. We were there both like, carry that note, carry that note, carry that note. <laughs> and they hit, they hit 206 and we both, I'm not even joking. We hugged each other. There you go. 
And I was happy. He's like, how much did you win? I was like, $50. How about you? And he goes, $250. In my head, I'm like, good Lord, how much did you put on that? Because I put five. I, I like we just clearly say that I'm not good at math and I'm not willing to figure it out. But, you know, if you're a com- commenter, please let me know because, whoo, man, uh, he lost every other bet that night. So he, oh, he just, yeah, he had a rough night. That's he, it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get into it. Amir, I'll let you pick the first one. All right. Do you want to go Gary Color? Do you want to go National Anthem? Or do you want to go the surprise bet? Well, clearly this is not why you're the host. Otherwise, your easy transition talking about the anthem should have been the anthem bet. Hmm. Add that to number seven. <laughs> Thanks, you're also not. That's a guarantee. All right, number seven. We're now we're nine? Jesus number Christ. Se- <laughs> number seven. Oh, jeez. Number seven. <laughs> All right, so national anthem. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, well, this is also another embarrassing fact by me. I swear to God, this is true. I shouldn't say this on on air, but fuck it. So I don't really listen to music all that much. I don't really know oh, a lot of artists. Believe me, I've brought this up on the podcast so I many times before. No, no, no. I have told you, you are the... going to be a podcast all time. Are you ready for this? So uh, I, I, I knew the name of the singer who was going to do it before. I saw all the articles and everything. I know where this is going. Oh, yeah, you do. And uh, I was just like, okay, she's a country singer, experience. I was like, all right. And I was like, Reba McIntyre? Oh. So I was just like, I was doing a lot of research on her. Uh, and I Trust me, I, I know way too much about how she sings the national anthem now. And finally, I got to an article while I was doing my research. I was like, oh, it's the, like, and I don't even know the name of the show. I just call it because it's basically a ripoff of it. I'm like, oh, it's the Everyone Loves Reba sh- Lady. I don't her more from whatever shitty sitcom she ran for like seven years than her as a country singer. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I hard. was shocked. I knew she was a country singer. I did not know she was that well-regarded as a country singer. That legitimately shocked me. It's yeah, like when I learned I, that Rosie O'Donnell was actually like once a respected actor, I was like, really? Yeah. At one the point, nineties were wild, man. That's yeah, that's yeah. That's, no, I had no idea it was that Reba. What was that show called? What was it actually called? Reba. It's called Reba. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. You just get to the bet and sort of save yourself here because you are just digging yourself into a deeper hole every word that you say so far. <laughs> so the star of everyone loves Reba. <laughs> this is the easiest national anthem call i've ever made in the i want to say roughly 13 years i've been making this bet now, yeah. i know people are gonna go ted you're 29 you've been making this bet since you were 16 yes i have because the way this originally started was i always hosted the super bowl party in my house in my basement and my dad would make a packet it was funny because at the time i was like how's my dad come up with this stuff and then i realized he would just go to the betting sites and just copy and paste them when i grew up i was like oh that's how you did it so i love you dad it was fun but now i'm like oh oh that's that's interesting. But anyway, so it was like whoever won the most bets got like a – how about this date myself? Got like a Blockbuster gift card or something like that. Blockbuster. Yeah. There All we right. go. Let's go. In the 13 years I've been doing this, this is the easiest call I've ever had to make. So the over-under is currently set at minute 30, and minute over a minute 30 is set at plus 102. Okay, under – and again, this, this stands to change. Under is currently minus 128. 
I saw a minute 30, and like I said, last year was two minutes. Usually the, the typical over-under is around two minutes. So I saw a minute 30, I'm like, oh, I'm taking that over immediately. And I started doing the uh, the research. <laughs> I see why that's the favorite. So she has done the national anthem over two dozen times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That is that 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 is a lot of research, which I was happy with because that last year I had one one video to go off of. Yeah, I was a little bit of an unknown singer last year. I'm blanking on I don't who even it remember. was. Yes, but yeah, you're not even. But we both don't remember this. So yes. okay, the over has won the last sixty percent of Super Bowls in the last ten years. So that's why normally I go with the overs. However, historically, you look at everyone loves Reba's renditions. Not a single one has topped a minute 30. Not a single one. Wow. Okay. Do you want to know her longest national anthem was? One minute and 20 seconds. Oh, you were close. 123. 23. Now, okay. here's the key thing. Because what, why do I usually bet the over? Is because I always say, you know, these artists, they're going to try to, like, make the most of it. They're going to try to, like, really belt it, show off their stuff for the Super Bowl. That 123 mark was set at the World Series. Wow. Okay. Okay. I want to see if you remember who was in this World Series because God knows I had to look it up. Talk about boring. These ratings would suck today if this was the matchup. It was the 1997 World Series. That was the year the Marlins won. Mm-hmm. So was it the Marlins playing? and the Braves, I want to say? No, that was 03. Ah, dang. No, they were both at L. That's not right. I don't know. I don't know who they the Marlins be in 03, but they yes, the Mar it was the Marlins and the then Indians. Indians. Okay. Got Could it, you imagine got if that was a matchup today? Marlins versus Guardians, those ratings would be so bad. Well, we did have um at the time they were the Indians still. We had the Indians Cubs, and that was actually a pretty good World Series Okay, the- that was the Cubs though. That was not Cleveland. And also granted, that was um now that was twenty sixteen, so that was uh what? Eight years Eight ago. Years ago. Fuck world. No, that's been a long time too now. So, so yeah, if, if it was now, yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> bottom line being is if you're not belting it for the World Series in the nineties, you're not belting it for the Super Bowl almost thirty years later. And that's brings me to my next point, and this is gonna come off a little sexist. It's not because she's a woman. I would say the exact same thing she's a man. She's almost thirty years older at this point. That's true. Does she have the ability to continue to like drag it out for two minutes? Especially when she clearly doesn't have the tendency to drag it out. So I am absolutely, I very rarely do I do this. I'm going with a minus 128 favorite. Take the under, under a minute 30 on the national anthem. All right. I like I it. I like it. I swear to God, if you're one of those people that's like, you lost me the bet. I'm like, what are you talking about? We won the bet. And they go, well, America, the beautiful went for long. That's not, that's not the national anthem. National anthem. It's national. a national anthem. It is not all the bullshit before it. Like, God, at least once a year, somebody texts me. of like, you, you know, you said it would be this. I'm like, I, what are you talking about? As it started, I had someone text me while I was at the game of like, I lost the national anthem bet. I'm like, it hasn't started yet. <laughs> All right, Tal, let's get to your next bet. What do you got for me? All right, you want gay raid or surprise? Let's go with surprise. This one shocked me. This is probably the easiest bet of the night. Okay. The current over-under, at least where I check. And no, I will not mention them. 
how many times will Taylor Swift show up on TV? Okay, interesting, interesting. So I we're gonna play a nice version over of over under. You ready for this? Okay. What do you think it's set at? Well, this isn't really fair because you said shut me up. Shh. <laughs> Keep the illusion. <laughs> Theater of the mind, man. We like to give people the peek it's, behind the curtain here. So we like to let the to film a in, point so. to a point. It's called there's a line between a bit and you already ruined it. Shut up. All right. So <laughs> my third favorite bet. Second, third. My third favorite bet is Taylor Swift over. On TV, four and a half times. Mm. I cannot believe it is that low. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's assume. Let's assume Chiefs score, what, three touchdowns? I feel like that's a safe assumption, right? I could see that happening, yeah. Three touchdowns. Because, you know, even if Travis, Travis Kelsey doesn't – Travis. Even if Travis Kelsey doesn't score it, they're still going to show her celebrating. And especially if Mahomes – and now here's the key part. It's how many times she shows up on TV, not how many times is it because of her she shows up on TV. So, like, let's say Mahomes sneaks one in or Mahomes runs a five-yarder in for a touchdown. Who are they going to show? Brittany Mahomes. Who's going to be seeing right next to Brittany Mahomes after a 13-hour flight from Tokyo? Yes, I read up on it this much. Taylor Swift. That is true. So, she's going to get that Mahomes, you know, little, you know, camera action as well. There's no way she shows up. I honestly got if I was the odds maker, I put it at, like, seven and a half. Four and a half is an easy over. That seems a little extreme. No, 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 no. Nah, <laughs> not. <laughs> nope. For me, I think it's too much. I think it's like after every touchdown, I think that's a safe bet that they're going to pan to the camera over there for sure. Um, If Kelsey makes like a huge reception, especially if they're down, then it's like that there's a potential they can pan over there. So I like the number of four and a half. I also think it'll go over, but seven and a half, that's a little extreme for me because it's like they also tried their best to sort of like, oh, go away from pandering to like just obviously why would they why no why would they do that no they're not it's the super bowl you're not gonna lose viewers because of taylor swift i know that but i just made the game all right all right hold on hold on game like just from purely stuff happening on the field how many shots of taylor swift purely from just happening on the field just from the field i can imagine at least three so i'm gonna stay Maybe four. I'm going to say four. Okay. All right. Fair, fair, fair. I was going to say five. So four. We'll stick with that. And I swear I'm actually good at math. That was just a bit. Uh, All right. So we got four there. You got at least, at least one coming back from commercial, right? I got one 100% as they get closer to the halftime show. They're going to be like, oh, we got the halftime show coming up with Usher. They're going to pan to Taylor. And then they're going to talk about like her Grammy wins and all that stuff. Like it's a national transition that they get on TV. So I got that one there for five. And then maybe we get one more. So I got six. So I'm going to go with six. That's yeah, I got that's okay. my total. I'm gonna See, go with six. I think that's where we're differing though is because I agree with you. We, we got one like kind of preview the halftime show. One, I, I, I'm going in at six when the preview uh, halftime show begins. Of like Taylor getting ready, mm, seven okay. at Taylor applauding Usher at the end. Okay, interesting. That's a possibility. And then you throw in one rando, one rando. Travis Kelsey does something weird, or like you know, Chiefs are getting blown out. You show her all sad, or Chiefs are blowing you guys out, and you show her all happy. And then, and then, you get one celebration shot at the end. Mahomes takes the knee because this is true. Vegas is very tricky about this. Post game celebrations do not count. Once that game clock hits zero, it does not count. 
Sure. But Mahomes takes the knee at five seconds, and as it's counting down, you know what they're going to do. Here's the team celebrating. Here's the team celebrating with one second left. There's the box. It's possible. It's possible. That's eight, baby. That's over seven and a half. And once again, seven and a half is the number that I would pick. It's four and a half, and we both went over on that. I do like the four and a half, but yeah, if it was at seven and a half, I'd be like, nope, I'm leaning more towards the under. But you laid out a good argument, but for me, I think it just, yeah, I don't see it happening that much. Over seven and a half. Definitely over four and a half. All right, let's get into the gay ray bets. My favorite of all time. So, God, I can't believe I actually spent time researching this. Here are the current odds. You do it every year. I do it every year and I love it. It's a waste of my time and I absolutely love it. Purple's the current. Last year? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I don't think so. No, 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 uh, no. Cause I thought it was going to be yellow or green and it ended up being purple. And that is why purple is the favorite this year at plus wow. 225. Yellow slash green is the second favorite at plus 300. Orange has tied it for plus 300. Then we got blue and red coming in at plus 350. We got clear slash water at plus 1000. And no bath at all at plus 1600. Now, you may say, no bath at all. Why would that ever happen? And I bet you I don't even need to give you these three guesses. But that actually has happened in the last decade. Do you want to guess the coach who got no bath at all? Belichick probably won. Yeah, absolutely. 100% correct. <laughs> you are 100% correct. It was the Belichick against the Falcons, too. Like, arguably his ah. greatest Super Bowl win ever. And he did not get a bath during it. So, yes, that is why it's still an option. But I am going to say, well, first off, let me back this up with, in the last 10 years, blue has been the winner 40% of the time. That is the leader among all colors. So blue has been 4 out of 10 in the past 10 years. Orange is second most at very close 30%. Okay. So interesting. So orange is actually pretty good. So. I remember when they won in 2019, it was orange. And the only reason I know that is because I had to see, like, once again, they're showing that game, the rematch on NFL Network, like, all the time right now. So it's like I've yeah. seen highlights of them bathing Andy Reid in orange Gatorade. So I know that for sure. So with that said, though, is orange tends to be, like, every three years or so, they just kind of, kind of got lucky. Blue tends to go on a bit of a streak every now and then. So blue just seems to be the most popular Gatorade that these teams tend to use. So with blue being a middle of the pack favorite at plus 350, while the other, you know, everybody above him is, or her, no need to sexualize Gatorade, uh, they, everybody above them, shut up, I'm being politically correct, is either <laughs> plus really 300 think or plus you 250. bring up the topic of sexualizing Gatorade on the podcast ever in my life. So it's just like, kudos to you for that one, but just, dear Lord, that's weird. Go woke or go broke. Point being is, whatever that Gatorade is, this is what happens when I record the podcast at 11.45 my time. You brought this on yourself, sir. Uh, oh, jeez. I think that blue is your best you know, value for your buck there at plus 350, given that, once again, it has been the favor of the last decade. It seems to be the most popular. And I will say this. No matter what you bet on, do not do this trick to bet on this, you know, odd, uh, to bet on these odds. I hate when people do this so much. What are the team colors? Teams do not determine their Gatorade color based off what jersey they wear. That is a terrible way of going about it. If you look most of the time, and by most of the time, I mean 80% of the, I looked this up, 80% of the time in the last decade, that theory has proven false. 
They do not use team colors to determine their Gatorade color. Stop doing that. I see it every year on Twitter. Is what color is you know, Kansas City going to wear? Oh, they're going to wear the red jerseys, which, by the way, I think they're going red jerseys. You guys are going white and going red, right? That's yeah. been determined early in the week, yeah. So yeah, Niners are wearing go. the white jerseys and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are wearing the red jerseys. Hot tech here, white gold, your guys' worst jersey set. Yeah, not a huge fan of that one. Just go all white. Your color rushes are great. But uh, anyway, point being is jersey color does not determine Gatorade color. Stop spreading that rumor. So for the love of God, if I if I if anything, I'm more confident that it's not going to be red than any of the other colors it will be. But if I had a place to bet on it, and I will, I'm putting my money on blue. You're my boy, blue. I'd also throw in the fact that I really doubt they do the same color two years in a row. So I don't think it'd be purple mm, two years in a good row. Good point. Like, yeah. I'm sort of leaning on towards Well, that and, one, and so. purple was a pretty big underdog last year, too. So, mm. like, it's just like, I, it seems like that's a little, yeah, a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction to go purple as the favorite. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So we'll see how that plays out as well. So really quickly, Tad, why don't you recap all of your prop bets again? All right. So I like the uh, victory bath to be... Blue Gatorade at plus 350. I am taking the under 1 minute 30 seconds national anthem bet at minus 128. And Taylor Sh- uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Swift is what I almost said. Swift. Okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift shows up at over four and a half times. Those odds are rapidly shifting. They literally changed while I was doing research for this, so I did not feel confident giving the odds for that. But assuming it stays at four and a half, definitely over. All right, Tad, let's really quickly close out the episode with sort of our Super Bowl preview, just really quick predictions here. So, I mean, last time these two two teams played, it was four years ago in Super Bowl 54. Chiefs came out with a victory, 31-20. to Patrick Mahomes was named the MVP, throwing for 286 passing yards, three total touchdowns. He had two passing, one rushing touchdown. Chiefs finished this season as the number three seed. San Francisco was able to secure the number one seed. Chiefs had 11-6 record. Niners had 12-5 record. In the playoffs, the Chiefs had a point difference differential tad of plus 29 the san francisco 49ers only had a point differential of plus six so allowing a lot of points to score a lot of points so currently in this game as of recording the 49ers are currently favored by one and a half points in the spread and the over under is set at 47 and a half so tad simple question Who's winning this game, and why do you think they're going to win the game? So I said during the Senior Bowl uh, live stream that I think the 49ers are going to be able to pull this one out. But the more – well, first off, I said that on about three or four hours of sleep because I stayed up all night scouting the night before. And uh, I I don't think it was a bad take at the time, but the more research I did, the more I realized two things. One, the Chiefs have been way better lately than I thought. And, you know, two, you guys have gotten real lucky. The last you know month or so, that's like true. It, it's luck, luck has fallen your way. So if luck continues to do that, that's fine. But I'm also not fully confident in that, and that that Chiefs defense have, has been really, really good as of late. So if they can show up, I I think you know what I'm gonna sh- switch the scores slightly. I think I said the Chiefs are only gonna score 17, and the uh, 49ers are gonna score 27. I'm gonna flip it. I'm taking the Chiefs 27, 49ers 20. Okay, and who's your Super Bowl MVP? It's going to be Mahomes. It's the same thing. It's just like whoever wins Remember that. Who, yeah, yeah. whoever is quarterback is going to get it. 
All right, that's fair. That's fair. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, too. I know they've gotten a lot luckier in these past two uh, postseason games here. Their defense has sort of been, like I said, under fire the last couple of weeks. But I think with the week off, uh, the just, you know, two weeks preparation, this is their third time, you know, sort of like, you know, trying to rectify a wrong for Kyle Shanahan specifically being in two Super Bowls and losing leads. But I think this is the one where it's like if he falls behind, I think he has the confidence that he's done it twice before. Yes, maybe a little bit of luck was on his side. But, hey, sometimes in football games, you need a little bit of luck as well. Hey, whatever it is, but just like sometimes luck is on your side. And I feel like that's the case for the Niners this year. I think they're just going to have everything going right for them. And so I think initially during the Super Bowl, I think I said the Niners are going to win 27-24 with uh, Jake Booty winning the game leading field goal. I think I said game winning at the time, but I think it's going to be game leading. Uh, so they'll win it by a field goal. But I think they'll increase that lead. So I think the Niners get to 30 and I think the Chiefs end up with 24, and I like Christian McCaffrey still to be the MVP. I think he's just going to have a fantastic game. Like we talked about, they're going to lead on him to focal the focal the offense on him for specifically. Brock Purdy will still have a great game too. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey is going to put on a show at the Super Bowl on the grandest stage of them all. So 30-24, I like the Niners to come up with victory. Imagine going from the Carolina Panthers to Super Bowl MVP within two calendar years. <laughs> I will take it. I will take so, it so every single every. time. <laughs> 100% you will too. Um, all right, Tad. So that will close out our Super Bowl episode here. Guys, make sure you're subscribing to all of our social media handles. You see them down below. You got me at I'm the side 23. You got Tad, Tad, side 94. Got the show handle at the side guys. And of course, on Instagram at the side guys as well. So hit us up with all of your Super Bowl takes. What do you think about all the bets that we made in today's episode? Do you have some questions on some other bets that you want to make? Get our opinions. We're here to help you out with that. We're still your draft guys so I mean, we took a quick break to talk about the super bowl here but after the super bowl's over we're going to be getting heavy into the draft content again the combine's going to be right around the corner the pro days and of course the actual draft itself nfl offseason so please hit us up with all of your thoughts on everything that's going to be happening after the super bowl uh guys subscribe or listen to your podcast we listen on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you can listen around the lab network website as well subscribe always be up to date with our podcast watch us on youtube make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel and guys Please support our parent network at LEFB Network. They are there at L, uh, at Radio Row during the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That's what I was trying to say earlier there. So you got the whole crew there. You got Ryan Dyrude, Will Decker, Dan Wokenstein, uh, Skinny T, uh, Ryan Anderson's out there too. So you got a whole crew out there getting some great interviews, lots of great content on the website and the social media uh, handles as well. So go check them out. Lots of great content. But guys, to everybody who's already supporting us in so many ways, whether subscribing to the podcast, subscribing to YouTube, uh, interact with us on social media. I mean, seriously, we can't thank you enough. And we're heading into the offseason, which means that Mur and I, we're about to get real bored real quick. So if you have any baseball, basketball, uh, Ooh, baseball, baseball, baseball is coming up. They're reporting in what three weeks? I was about to say two weeks. They're reporting. Uh, how about those Mavs with that PJ Washington trade? Woo! Interesting. Interesting. So look, we follow all types of sports. So, you know, if you want us to answer any of those questions, if you need help building your you know, draft board to look uh, smart in front of your friends, we got you. If you want, you know, our thoughts on your mock draft, dude, I read way too many mock drafts as it is. I do not mind adding one more to my, you know, list. So any draft questions you guys have, send them all, send them on over any, you know, draft topics you want us to talk about, send them on over, especially as you know, those pro day, that pro day season starts hitting. It, it tends to get a little hard to think of new ideas. So we are more than open to talk about what you guys want. All you need to do is once again, hit us up on those socials right below. That's the first time I ever nailed that timing. That's awesome. And please, as always, everyone, 
keep listening, keep watching. Thank you so much for your support and please stay safe. Thank <music> you.